prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the doors door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he stuck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Guard yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went with him and followed him and did not know that that which was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose son it was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. For who? For Peter. Verse 13, and as Peter knocked on the door, on the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced to Peter that Peter had stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. You lost your mind, you crazy girl. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. And so they said, if it is so, it has to be his angel or his ghost. Now Peter continued knocking and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. This morning I bring you the word of God entitled 360 Degrees, the doorway to your next level. In the text that we have read, it is clear that prayer brought Peter to the door. But prayer couldn't bring him through the door because something else had to be injected to get the miracle through the door and into the house. And God is saying to us, there are three aspects of these 360 degrees broken down in 120 degrees in three places. Uh, there's need for spirituality, which is the praying to, to release the blessing. There's the need for sensitivity to know when the blessing has arrived. And there's a need for uh, um, sensibility to know what to do when the blessing arrives. Let me read to you verses 17 to 19 to put into perspective uh, what would happen if somebody lacked 360 degrees wisdom, even though God had blessed the person. Verse 17 says... But Peter motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go and tell these things to James, the other James, so he doesn't think he's going to die, like the first James, and to the brethren as well, so that they can rejoice. And he departed and went to another place he did not disclose, because he realized that coming out of jail, I need to be sensible to keep my whereabouts quiet. Verse 18, 
Then as soon as it was day, which was not much longer than the time he disappeared, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir or confusion or pandemonium amongst the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for Peter and could not find him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. Right after when they managed to open the door, he lost too much time in the process. The Bible didn't say he even bothered to go in there. He just told them, I want you to go and tell James that what happened to the first James is not going to happen to the second James. And tell the brethren that prayers have been answered, but I need to disappear now. And shortly after that, it was done. And Herod found that he was gone. And he slaughtered everybody that had to do with guarding Peter. Which meant that more disaster was in store if Peter didn't have 360 degrees. And I don't even know what to say. But may the Lord enlighten our darkness. Father, this morning as we go into the word of God, I pray that the word will add the further degrees that may be missing in our thinking, in our understanding, that we may come to the point of 360 degrees and have access to the secret doorway to our next level. Help me, O oh God, in this assignment because I know that I know that I know it is so critical to the performance of the promise becoming reality in the lives of so many so that the accusations that God did not answer our prayers may subside and our testimony and our celebrations may take over our complaining in the name of Jesus. Glorify the name of the Lord. Bless your people as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but the reading of our text today is self-explanatory. And I said last week that as it was in the days of Acts 12, uh, perhaps on the door of your office, on the door of your home, on the door of your heart, on the door of your marriage, your blessing is already knocking, but are you aware? <laughs> it took a maid to tell people that the blessing is at the door. And my observation is they were spiritual enough to pray the miracle to their door, but they were not sensitive or perceptive enough to know when the miracle called Peter had got into the door. And they certainly were not sensible enough to get it through the door. And if it persisted a little longer, the blessing will have been aborted because Herod will have found Peter knocking on the gate. And I want to tell you something about knocking the gate in the dead of the night. Whatever knock you're knocking resonates throughout the neighborhood. It will have been so easy to find Peter just because of the foolishness of the same people that prayed. I said last week, it is one thing to be able to pray. It's another thing to be sensitive enough to hear the answer to your prayer. And just because you are sensitive enough to hear does not mean you are coordinated enough to know how to make the right move. This morning, I want to take it a little further. God is saying, you will need to stop accusing me that I did not answer your prayer. That if you're short of the 360 degrees required, 
to bring in the miracle into your life, the blessing may arrive at your door. It's like a UPS delivery or DHL delivery. It can never be handed to you until you sign for it. So even though it was, it was brought, it was sent, it got to you, but you never took delivery. This, is, this has to do with life. And I think you need to listen to me very well because verse 1 and 2 starts with the death of James. And what that is telling us is foolishness sometimes will not only abort the blessing, it will actually obliterate it. it will, you will miss it, dead, buried, never going to come back. We, we, we established last week that James is dead. And some of us were honest enough to start crying. Something's died. And Peter is hanging in the balance. And Peter is the blessing of this season. And Peter doesn't have to die. Can I hear you say amen to that? I lost James, but Peter doesn't have to die. I want you to observe very carefully that God opened every other door. That they, these Christians, could not open themselves. The Bible says the, the door to the dungeon opened. The chains fell off. The double iron gate that leads to the city opened to Peter of its own accord. Which meant God opened every door they couldn't open. But God did not open the door they should have opened. I want to say to you, God will do the impossible, but you have to do the possible. Listen, the Bible says that that night he was in prison and the angel of the Lord came. The chains fell off. The door to the, to the dungeon opened. They went past the guards. Nothing. If God took care of all that, the iron gate opened to them of its own accord. So the blessing went through the hardest part effortlessly. The blessing only got stuck when it got to the door of a man. I'm talking about mindsets also today. A lot of people think if I pray for food, God is going to put it in my stomach. No, sir. God opened every door they couldn't open. Amazingly, the only door they should have opened. Within their own control, they were too spiritual. They had become addicted to prayer. But the wise man in the book of Ecclesiastes says there's a time to pray. And there's a time to act. There's a time to speak. And there's a time to be silent. And when you're silent, you're doing something. You're, you're not necessarily sleeping. The only door that proved a threat to the life of Peter was the door under the command of his brethren. I'm speaking volumes today. If my life depended on it, it means God will save me. The people that can kill me are you people. If I was Peter, imagine Peter saw everything when the gate opened and the angel disappeared. He said he came to himself and suddenly realized that what the angel did was, was, was real. He felt he was daydreaming. The only gate he had to face. Can you imagine the consternation, the confusion? Can you imagine the trauma that when I got home, I started knocking. Instead of hearing me, they were praying in tongues. Kaba sukra leke baby. Sunta makaba baba. Lihike kakakasukaba. He 
and he kept knocking. And he was knocking. As he was knocking, he could hear his knock rebounding from building to building, echoing, resonating. And he felt, listen, if you don't open this door soon, what use is it that God opens so many doors? If the people in my house don't open some doors, what does it matter that God release me from bondage? Peter, Peter, his respect for these people must have been tested. And somebody came to the door and saw him. And he felt at last. The Bible says the person was too excitable. At last somebody stopped talking and started listening. But the person was not coordinated enough to know what to do. What does it matter that you heard but you didn't open the door? And she ran in in her exuberance. And Peter continued knocking. The Bible says he continued knocking until they opened the door. The man didn't even have time to celebrate. He just gave them instruction and disappeared. But having encountered their foolishness so much, he didn't tell them where he was going. I want to say something to somebody. It's not everybody that's spiritual. You should tell them where you're going. Because the same foolishness by which they could pray, but they were not sensitive enough to know when to shut up from praying and start listening to the answer to the prayer. I can't trust you with my location. Because you're going to blab it. I'm talking about church folks here. I'm talking about spiritual people. And we, we, we percolated the, the lessons in here. And we came to the point that three things are needed. The triangular requirements for true prosperity. Spirituality, sensitivity, and sensibility or sensibleness. Is what will open the secret doorway to the next level. Pray all you want to pray. If you're lacking in the 360 degrees, I'm talking about the entire loop. You will come close to it, but you may never take delivery. I gave an example of how a man prays for a harvest. He sows his seed, waters his seed, and when it is harvest time, he has he doesn't know there is something called harvest technology, which is different from sowing ability. Because that the harvest will rot in the field. The birds of the air will have a field day. The maggots will have a field day. And the harvest will be lost in transit. Never get to the storehouse or the silos if you lack the harvest technology. All Christians know how to sow. Christians know how to water. But I don't know how many people know about the harvest technology. This harvest called Peter was about to be lost. And today I want to take it a little further. You remember that we prayed last week, Lord, said that concerning spirituality, Lord, teach us how to pray. But we didn't stop there. Teach us what to pray for. Teach us the art of meditation, that sensitivity. And give us a spirit of wisdom like the men of Issachar. The New Living Translation says in First Chronicles 12.32, it says, all these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best cause of action for Israel to take. Everybody else could pray. Some else could hear. But the men of Issachar, they understood the signs of the times. And they were able to analyze it. And so they came to the knowledge of the best course of action for Israel to take. A long time ago, we had a billboard in the city. It talks about worry. It says, worry lets Satan speak to you. 
prayer lets you speak to God and meditation lets God speak to you. Let me break it down. Worry, read with me. Let's. Where is the church? Worry. Prayer. Meditation. You know what happened to James in, in Acts twelve, chapter of chapter twelve, verses one and two. Bible says Herod picked up James and killed him successfully. You know what? hit me. When he picked up James, instead of praying, they were worrying. So whilst they were worrying, Herod had enough time to accomplish his insidious plan. He carried it out to the end. And this is a story of a lot of us. Something happens and whilst we are mesmerized with worry, whilst we're transfixed with worry. What Satan started, and he needed a little time to finish. If he had started praying, he would not have finished. Worry allowed Herod to kill James. So the Christian learned one lesson. I hope somebody will understand my voice. Because your James died whilst you're worrying, you will learn that worry doesn't help. So when he took Peter, they had learned this, the, the lesson about worry. So they now moved to prayer. So, whilst it took Peter, the Bible says the whole church was praying for Peter. At least they learned something. I wish I had enough courage to tell your neighbor, say, I hope you learned something last Sunday. <laughs> when they picked up Peter, they remembered what happened to James. So, they started praying. But they prayed so much. They never got to the point of meditation. I wish they had a pastor like me who had put the billboards up so that they know that worry will let James die. Prayer will bring Peter out of the prison, but it's going to take meditation to bring the miracle through the door. Because in the place of meditation, God speaks to you what you ought to do. God will do what only God can do, but God is not going to do what you should be doing. Can you help me tell your neighbor? He's talking to you. Some of us are so lazy. You want God to do the Alpha and the Omega. In the circumstances when all you had to do was to open the door. And some of us are so spoiled. You want God to do everything. God will do only what God can do. So that you do what you ought to be doing. I want to start with spirituality today. And by the way, somebody says, I don't know how to meditate. Here is wisdom. If you know how to worry, you already know how to meditate. When you worry, you meditate. Is that not so? On the problem. When you meditate, what do you do? You're thinking about the word of God. You're meditating on God and his word. But when you worry, you're meditating on the problem. Like which of the sexes worry more? The men or the women? That's for another day. Uh, spirituality. 360 degrees. The first 120 degrees is spirituality. And a lot of people in church, the only time they praise when the pastor says, say amen, that's it. 
the next 120 degrees to take us to 240 degrees is sensitivity. The last 120 degrees to take us to 360 degrees completing the loop is what? Sensibility. Let's take spirituality. Because worry killed James, they learned to move on to prayer. Romans 8.26 in the New Living Translation says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. Hmm. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, which means sometimes we're not together. Can I, say, can I hear someone say, I know. And the Holy Spirit helps us when we're not together. Even when we're attempting to pray, we're praying the wrong prayers. He says, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And I feel really sorry for Christians who cannot pray in the Spirit. You read your catechism. I don't have any problem with that. You recite the same boring mundane prayer god bless my mama god bless my papa god bless me and you think that's the kind of prayer you need to pray in the day that james has died and now they've taken your peter you know what peter represents the best that you've got right now as i speak you may think god never gave you a peter peter never arrived peter left heaven but never arrived and when your Peter has been apprehended by Herod, and Herod is a killer, you cannot be praying catechism. Excuse me? Excuse me? The kingdom of God suffered violence. Herod is a violent man. Otherwise, why would he kill James? And so, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. He, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. And so the Holy Spirit takes over our spirit. And we begin to mutter things in the spiritual frequency that words cannot capture. Because you see, our language, mm, our grammar is limited. And there are people being born again for 14 years, you can't speak in tongues. You're still criticizing people who speak in tongues. Sit down there. May the work of the Holy Spirit not be unfulfilled in our lives. May the resource and the power of the Spirit not be missing in our lives. And you see, in Acts 12 verse 5, you need to learn something there. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him. By what? By the church. That talks about communal prayers. There are some battles you can go alone and succeed. But the Bible says two are better than one. They get a greater reward for the labor. It's an exponential returns. One puts to fight 1,000. Two puts to fight 10,000. Three puts to fight 100,000 returns. And continues in that manner if my geometry is right. And if it's wrong, forgive me, I'm a lawyer. And so some people are so full of themselves. I don't need anybody to help me. I will pray by myself. And some people don't belong to any church. You are always visiting all the churches. We know you. Which church will pray for you when your Peter is arrested, when they don't know you? Bible says the whole church 
offered constant chain-linked prayers. It didn't stop because they knew him. If I called you to church to come and do six hours straight non-stop prayer, and then another set of people will take six hours and we have four sets of people for somebody you don't know, will you come? You're not answering. Will you come? Because Peter was known by the church. Because Peter was useful to the church. Because Peter was a blessing. When it was time that his life was on the line, the whole church came together and they continued to pray. That's a lesson for somebody. Superior Christianity. Christianity, I cannot be a member of anything. You will find some battles that it will take the whole church. And if the pastors only call the church together, ain't nobody can call the church together. Babe. It is better your pastor knows you. It is better he can commend you. It is better if you got into the trouble of your life, he can pull his people together. And say, what do you think concern me? Nami killed Jesus. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. It talks about the earnest and fervent but communal prayers. There are some battles it's going to take all of us. My prayer is that you won't let yourself down in the name of Jesus. Now let's move to sensitivity. That You see, prayer has become, you know, like school cert. Most people have it. But sensitivity... Is like a postgraduate course. <laughs> Sensitivity talks about the art of meditation. Say meditation. Can you spell it? Can you spell pray? You know, pray is easier to spell than meditation. I'm trying to say something to you. Let me tell you, meditation is harder than prayer. Because the nature of a man, particularly Nigerians, is that we are too flighty. Young BB, from BB to Africa Magic to, uh, what's that station? 93.7. And then you're always engaged in something. And then the mobile phone. You will see somebody whose income is 25000 a month. He has two phones. And I'm saying, hello, who they call you? And who you they call? What is the quality of the communication going on those toys? And that's why you can't meditate. Your ears are always listening. Your mouth is always talking. We're too engaged in entertainment. When I checked for the word meditation, what does it mean? It means contemplation. It means reflection. It means pondering, musing. Ruminating or rumination. It is called deliberation. It is to brood. It is mulling over something. It is to it is speculating on, on possibilities. It is study. It is to be in a state of reverie. It is concentration. It is tuning in. Tuning out of the world and tuning into the frequency of the Lord. It is a rare thing. 
Even when you go to university, you don't, students don't know what is called meditation. Meditation is when you go to a place and you're thinking about what they thought you, what they taught you and how these things could be and how if this didn't go like that, it can come like that. Students just read. They just cram. Give me, as long as I give you back what you give me. Finish. And when we, when we meditate, we meditate on rumors. We meditate on gossip. People can analyze gossip for you. But let me ask you, can you analyze the word of God? Bible says the man in someone, in the word of the Lord, he what? He meditates day and night. He didn't say he was praying. He meditates day and night. He shall become like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Leaves never to wither. And guess what? Whether you like it or not, whatever, whatever he does, he prospers. Because he can meditate. If you want to know how to be sensitive, you have to be able to spell meditation. And what some people call meditation is not meditation, is worry. In any case, Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as are led, how can you be led by something you're not connected to? Something you can't hear? How can I lead the choir, is it not if the choir can hear me? And if I'm giving signals, how can the choir follow the signals if they can't see me? As many as are led by the Spirit have to be in communion with the Spirit. Have to get the signs and the signals. The Bible says the men of Issachar, they understood the signs of the times. They understood what God was saying. And so they knew the best cause of action Israel ought to take. And guess what? Bible says their fellow brothers were now at the beck and call. The man that can meditate is always the boss. Stop getting jealous. Even in ordinary work, the Oga is the one that can meditate on how things run. Every other person is running errands. And so it is in the things of the word of God. Now you look like you don't like me. That's all right. My Oga, he likes me. Now help me put up Psalm 81 verse, I'm going to read verse 13 to 14, then jump to 16. New King James. Psalm 81, I'm going to see something there. 13, 14, and we go to 16. It says, read with me. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Who is talking there? What does the word oh mean? What does it signify? Sadness. God is sad. Oh, that my people would listen to me. So that Israel would then walk in my ways. Verse 14. He said, if that happens, I would do Come on, read with me. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Verse 16. He would have fed them also with the finest wheat if they listened to him. He would have fed them also with honey from the rock and he, I would have satisfied you. If what? You would listen to me. In the place of sensitivity, the people in our text, they pass a test of spirituality, but they fail the test of sensitivity 
Oh, that my people would listen to me. I like how the um, contemporary English version of the Bible puts it in verse 13. It says, my people Israel, if only you would listen and do as I say. My people Israel, if only, if only you would listen and do as I say. Jehovah was not saying, if only you would pray to me. No, no, he said, if only you would listen and do as I say. I want to put this into perspective. Uh, and the story of Moses in Exodus 14, verses 10 to 18. I'm going to read that very quickly. And you will see what would have happened if Moses didn't understand 360 degrees. Uh, you would have seen that the whole nation would have perished. Uh, not only James would have died, all the Jews would have died. I read Exodus 14. I'm going to start from verse 10. Bible says, and when Pharaoh drew near and the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it will have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Can I hear Amen. For the Egyptians whom you see today, that's a prophetic word for somebody you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and shall hold your peace. Verse 15 is where I'm going. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Why are you praying? Why are you still praying? And the Lord said to Moses after his nice sermon and see how God will fight for you. God just, just disrupted all that. And, says, and the Lord said to Moses, why? There was no introduction. Why do you cry to me? Which means why do you, you, do you, do you pray so, 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 with so much pain and so loudly about this matter? Why do you cry to me? Simply tell the children of Israel to go forward. Moses was not exactly being sensitive. And basically what the Lord did was to slap his head to wake him up. Sorry. Just, you will receive a blessing. Just, act like you're praying. Act like you're praying. Uh, that's catechism. Pray like, uh, if Pharaoh is about to catch you and all the people. What do you do with a man like this? <laughs> No wonder God had to be saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Why do you cry to me? The time for spirituality is over. It's time for, time for what? Sensitivity. Why do you cry to me? He said, tell the children of Israel to go forward. When you get to the place of sensitivity, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get instruction that will deliver you. Instruction that will make sure that you and the blessing, you become one. He said, tell them what to do. 
somebody under the sound of my voice is not because God hasn't blessed you. You have not heard the instruction. The thing about an instruction is it changes your life forever. They stood right in front of the Red Sea. Pharaoh had caught up with them. Everybody had panicked. Even Moses had panicked, but he was pretending that he was praying. And so God had to interrupt the prayer. I said, this is not time for sure. He said, tell them to go forward. My prayer is that if you're facing a Red Sea and hell is behind you, you will hear the voice of instruction. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And so the Lord said, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Listen, verse 16. But whilst they're going forward, do what? Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide. Let me ask you. If Moses continued to pray, was that a good thing or not? Was that a good thing or not? Would it have brought the deliverance? What would it have brought? You know how some excess prayer can bring termination of both Moses and his people. I'm, I'm serious. I'm talking to somebody. God is not going to come down from heaven. He's telling you exactly where you're at. Moses was praying. God had to just no introduction, no greeting. Why are you crying to me? Stop that nonsense. Tell them to move forward. Whilst they're doing that, he says, raise up your rod. Where was the rod? At that point in time. It was down. Somebody on the side of my voice. Your instruction, what you need is around you. You just need to pick it up. It's around you. Your victory is knocking on the door. It says pick up your rod. Raise it up and spread your hand. And see what will happen. The thing divided. What could have been a holocaust? Became the biggest victory recorded in the Bible. In one move, God saved them. And in one move, he destroyed all their enemies. Somebody under the sound of my voice. You are not in trouble. It is a setup. In one move, God wants to deliver you. And demolish your problems and your enemies. But you need to be sensitive. Because there is a time. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 7b New Living Translation. There's a time to be quiet and a time to speak. Christians, we have Christian needs or activities. And sometimes we're too busy for God. And in the midst of our business, we're not hearing God. We need to get to the point where we know the signs or the signals that the blessing is at the door. We need to get to the point where we learn how to watch out for them effectively. It's going to have to do with contemplation and reflection and pondering and musing and thoughtfulness to ruminate over the word of God and the promise and the prophecy. It is to deliberate and to brood over these things. It is to stay in the place of study and concentration and to tuning into the frequency of the Holy Spirit. I want to say to you, Herod has killed James. James is not coming back. May our Peter not die. May our Peter not die. Peter is knocking at the door. Peter has been at the door for a while. If you waste any more time, 
Can you imagine the horror of finding Peter killed at the gate? If the soldiers, they fell asleep if they woke up and they traced him and they found him at the door, what do you think they would have done to Peter there? They would have killed him there. May we not open the door when we finish praying and find the blessing but dead. You see, at that point, may we not have to bury our blessing ourselves. It is better not to have that responsibility. Imagine the, the trauma of finding out the blessing actually got to the door. Imagine, would you be able to forgive yourself that whilst you were doing the wrong thing, the blessing was, was found and the blessing was terminated. And imagine the state of mind of the blessing all the time saying, let me in. That is all I require of you. Just let me in. Imagine the resources of God to pull Peter out of prison. Some angel uh, picked the lock of the, of the chains and the barnacles and the, and, the co- and the handcuffs and they fell down from his hand. Another angel opened the doors. Another angel uh, gave um, the, 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 the prison wardens, gave them anesthesia and all kinds of activities, all kind of intense planning only for the same person we wanted to bless to abort the blessing. I feel God in this situation. There are times I try so hard to bless some people and they kill the blessing themselves. But that will not be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus. I say this and I close until I finish this next week. There is a triangular requirement for prosperity, spirituality, sensitivity, and sensibility. There's no amount of what God will do. God will never bring it through the door. You have to open the door. You have to receive the delivery. You have to sign for it. God will never bring the harvest into your barn. You will have to go out in the field. You'll have to hire hands. You have to plan delivery. You have to catalog your goods. You have to take an inventory. You have to have a plan to sell. I remember the story of the widow. The widow came to Elisha and said, my husband, the prophet is dead. And I'm, he left us nothing but debt and I have two sons. They're coming to get my sons. And a lot of us will have felt that the man was a very bad man. He left, yes, he's not so good. But he had a lot of help from his wife. If a man dies broken like that, what about his assistant? The assistant was complaining. I want to show you something. The man of God says, what have you got? Nothing. He said, you're not sensitive enough. He said, let me ask you the question. He said, I've got only a jar of oil. You should have known that a long time ago. Go and collect vessels and start pouring. Do you know when she finished pouring, her lack of sensitivity and sensibility, she went back to the prophet and said, now that I have the oil, what should I do? What should you do? Okay, I'm very sorry for you. No wonder your husband died poor. He said, okay, go and take and sell and pay off your debt. Medulla umblagata. And then leave on the rest. They wrote ABC for a mother of two. Sensitivity, Odo. Sensibility, nothing. But spirituality, 100%. Stand to your feet. <laughs>
We want to pray today about 360 degrees, the secret doorway to your next level. I want all heads bowed. And all eyes closed. God is working in the heavens on your behalf. Angels have gone into different positions to release that which you've been crying about. And Satan has said that you are not sensitive enough. It's going to be a waste of time. Your enemies have said, it doesn't matter what God does. You are not sensible enough to be like the men of Issachar. Who knew the best course of action to take at a time like this. It doesn't matter that God was with Moses. If Moses would not listen to the next instruction. Deliverance or debilitation was imminent. I want you to pray and say, God, ah, may the secret door to the next level not be shut on me. I have been on a level for too long. Stop blaming people. Stop complaining about what you don't have. There's an instruction from God. What you need is already around you. What you need to do, God knows and is trying to tell you. Peter won't remain at the door for much longer. I want you to begin to pray. Say, Lord, help me not to waste any moment any longer. Peter is running out of patience. Herod has woken up the morning. He's coming after the blessing. Tune up, Jehovah, my sensitivity. Teach me the art of meditation. The Bible says, practice to be quiet. Some of us are too loud. Practice to be quiet. Praise the Lord. Open my spirit to the frequency of the Holy Ghost. need you to help me. Maybe I'm not hearing you right. Some people ought to put their hand on their ears. Uh, you need to hear God. The, the, the Lord says, oh, that my people will listen to me. If only they will listen. I would have destroyed their enemies. If only my people would listen to me. If only they will listen and do as I say. I will have fed them with honey from the rock. I will have changed their situation. I will have raised them up. They, by now they will have become great. If only they would listen to me. And to do what I tell them to do. Having ears, some people cannot hear. Having a heart, they cannot understand. That the miracle is knocking on the door. That God is not a wicked God. God has sent help from Zion. Pray about the secret doorway. It's called secret because not everybody will find it. Say, Lord, let it not remain a secret in my life. 
The secret doorway to the next level. I don't know what your next level is. I, I wish you would pray about it now. If you're not married, your next level should be marriage. If you're married, to have children. If you have children, happiness and joy and fulfillment. Your next level should be what your mates should have. I'm sorry if you're not praying. I want to, you to move away from somebody who is not praying. So, so that they don't infect your anointing. Lord, whatever I'm supposed to have at this age. I'm supposed to be the head and not the tail. Amongst my mates, I should not be under. My next level, oh God. Do not let that secret doorway remain secret. Let me find it. Bring me to the point of 360 degrees. Let me not end up a failure in life. Pray, pray, say, James, my James has died. <laughs> hey, let my Peter not die also. This is my moment. Maybe this is my last chance. In my 20s, I didn't do anything with my life. 20s is dead. Now I'm in my 30s. Pray that my 30s will not die also. If your 30s are gone, now you are in your 40s. Say, Lord, 30s I wasted. Let not her, my 40s be wasted. If your last business collapsed, that is James. James has died because of worry, because of foolishness. Lord, may this new one, may it prosper, may it flourish, may it blossom. This new idea that I have, this new opportunity will not die. This year is our year of divine enablement. Praise the Lord. Give me divine enablement for sensitivity. Divine enablement for sensibility. Divinely enable me to be sensitive now. May I not be like the widow with the two songs. Never knowing what to do. Never hearing any instructions. But all the time she was blessed, but she didn't know it. She didn't activate the blessing. May that secret doorway not be shut on us any longer. The doorway to our next level. The doorway to the performance of the promise of God. The prophetic word we received. The solution to the trouble that, face, that we're facing in our home. There's a secret doorway. The Bible says the secret of the Lord belongs to his servants. Say, Lord, what is secret to others? Lord, let me know it. The secret of the Lord belongs to his servants. Speak to me, Lord.
Speak to me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can I ask you to do something which is an instruction? The best thing you can receive from the Lord is not necessarily a blessing. If he gives you an instruction, it will produce the blessing and many other things. Bible says, give and it shall be given back to you. Is that not so? In good measure. Press down, shaking together. Which means what you gave before ends up being multiplied. So one of the best ways you become enriched is to give. This time, you're going to give prayer to your friend next to you. Say whatever you need to do to get to your next level. To bring the blessing through into your life. The Lord will instruct you this week. That way you have become very rich. Just by doing that, you have become very powerful. Whatever you need to get to your next level, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. This week, you will receive instruction. That rod that has been lying down, you are going to pick it up. That Pharaoh that was pursuing you, God is going to destroy if only my people will listen to me and do what I say. It says, I will have finished your enemies. Uh, you're going to cross over to the better side. You're going to cross over to the winner side. You're going to cross over to the prosperous, to be amongst the prosperous group. Whatever you need to do, the Lord will give you the instruction. The course of action that will bring happiness into your life. That will bring joy into your marriage. God is going to tell you. This week. This week. This week. This week. You will hear a voice behind you. Saying this is the way. This is the way. The way that leads to joy. The way that leads to deliverance. The way that leads to the fulfillment of your vision. The way that leads to prosperity. You will hear it. You will hear it this week. You will hear it this week. I pray for you by the mercies of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray in Jesus name. We pray in Jesus name. And lastly I release a prophetic word over the people of Grace Assembly. Never again are we going to be short of 360 degrees. Never again shall the doorway to the next level remain a secret to us. Never again would we have the answer and not know that we have it. Never again will our blessing be terminated at our gate. It will enter into our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I know James is dead. But Peter will do wonders in our lives. In the name of Jesus. The current blessing, the important blessing, the blessing the blessing that will produce exceedingly abundantly, it will not die in the name of Jesus. The blessing will manifest. Herod will never find the blessing. Herod has failed in the name of Jesus. I said Herod has failed in the name of Jesus. Our Peter will produce results. Will produce prosperity. 
will produce a breakthrough, will take us to the next level, will cause us to become celebrated in the name of Jesus. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Father, we bless you. We glorify you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. I'm so glad for you and I. 360 degrees. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Take a 360 degree seat. Hallelujah. And now I need to get out of here. We still have a baby dedication coming. Isn't God a good God? Hallelujah.